0: You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Where would you assess kind of where the Knicks are as you kind of hit the the kind of pseudo quarter point of the season? And where do you think they can go this season moving forward?
1: Yeah, I think they're probably right around where I thought they'd be. You know, a painfully mediocre team, 12 and 13, a game under 500. You know, maybe they'll get a game above 500. Then they'll lose three in a row. Then they'll win two in a row. Yeah. Um then they'll you know Nick fans will lose faith, then they'll they'll you know register back to back wins against the Mavs and the Hawks at home. Um and they'll they get sucked right back in. Um yeah. so you know, listen, there's reasons to be pessimistic. There's also reasons to be optimistic. Two years ago, the 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 season the Knicks um Captured home court advances in the first court. Finished as the fourth seed. They were eleven and thirteen through twenty four games, and that's the Knicks were eleven and thirteen coming into last night. Um, can they turn it around? i I, I. It would be a be a. Uh, uh, I'd be beyond shocked if they got up to fourth seed. Um, yeah. Um, but could they be a seed? It's not out of the question. I think it's more likely they stay in that 11 to 12 range. They fight for the playing spot, you know, just outside the playing picture, maybe up to the ninth seed at one point before falling back. Um, you know, some of the teams have exceeded expectations like the Pacers, you assume, you assume they'll drop down as they um, kind of focus on tanking for him by but, um, with Halliburton, he's so good that at this point, um, uh, which I know stings Knicks fans who was drafted yeah. after Obi. Um, but uh, you know, the, the, the Bulls have struggled. Will they get better? Nets have struggled. They were kind of in that picture. You assume that, you know, with the you know some of the, the headaches behind them. Um we'll see how long that lasts. Ben Simmons playing a little bit better of late before his recent injury. Um so it's clogged there's a you know it's a cloudy picture. Um but you know it, looking at the big picture um I think that's unfortunate because the the worst place to be in NBA land is purgatory it used to be the ninth seed when there was only eight teams made the playoffs what you don't want to be is that first team on the outside of the playoff picture looking in because that means you're not good enough to be competitive in a postseason series but you're not bad enough to win a top you know to win the lottery or at least get a top two top three top four pick um and for so long that's what the knicks have been despite the knicks have lost more games this century since the start of the 2001 season than any other team in the nba yet despite that fact they've never had had a top pick. They've never even had a top two pick. The year that they did it, they've only had a top three pick one time. And that was a year where... Ja and Zion went 1-2. <laughs> yeah. And then they off to RJ, um, who, as you mentioned, has, has struggled mightily this season. His efficiency is, is horrendous. Um, and we'll, we'll get into all that later. But, yeah, just big picture. I think the Knicks are kind of where I thought they'd be, hovering around mm-hmm. 500. Um, so that's good, and that, that'll give us plenty to talk about. They'll probably play interesting games into March, you know, competitive, meaningful games um, mm-hmm. to, to kind of fight for that play-in. Um, but outside something um, outrageous happening, something unforeseen taking place and some injuries to key guys on the teams ahead of them, um, prob- they're just not a team that's going to be competitive enough, competitive enough to probably win a play game, let alone a playoff series. And that's a, um, and that leaves the Knicks in a precarious position where, what, to your point, what is the direction of the franchise? You know, Tibbs is going to try to win every single second of every single quarter of every single game. Um, is the franchise yeah. looking ahead, looking big picture, looking towards the future? That would require trading Julius Randle, focusing on OB, IQ, Grimes, McBride letting those guys kind of build cohesion and chemistry as a young group together um and, and obviously RJ's a, a important piece of that package as well um so we'll see um I, I think a lot of fans you know there's kind of this misconception in New York that that Nick fans wouldn't be willing to you know brace a rebuild or they would riot in the streets to the the, the to i believe it's the complete opposite you present Nick fans with a plan that leads to a well-run front office that isn't, you know, that is that isn't hitching its ride to winning, um, you know, to, to signing a free agent which hasn't happened, to trading for yeah. a superstar that's demanded a trade which hasn't happened, but rather building organically through the draft and and you know structuring the salary cap the right way. I think Nick fans would be heavily invested, completely bought in. You wouldn't see a decrease in ticket sales and and TV ratings and all the other stuff. So that, that that's kind of what I feel is, as as we kind of reach the core of pole um your thoughts as we're with 25 games into this thing
0: yeah it's like i look at the standings here and like you know the difference between the fourth seed right now was the nets at 14 and 12 it's kind of crazy that they're even that high considering where they started and all the drama they had and the 11th seed which is right now washington we talked about uh two and a half games in the standings the knicks are there in ninth they're technically a game and a half behind brooklyn for that fourth spot so right now it seems like just in the nba in general there's like a lot of parity. Like there are like two or three good teams in both conferences, and then it's just everyone else. And the Knicks right now are unfortunately part of that everyone else. And then outside of everyone else, there's also those bottom feeders, your Charlotte's, your Detroit, or Orlando's. And you kind of look at them, you say, I kind of wish I was there, right? <laughs> like I like when you think of how how dynamic a player like Victor Vuniviyama Mim- looks right now. And I do plenty of draft content, and I mean he's one of the best. He may be the best prospect I've ever seen. I'm, I'm being honest of the years I've done covering NBA draft NBA draft prospects. He may be the best prospect I've ever seen. And Scoot Henderson also phenomenal guard. So you see those kind of players and know that right now you're not in any, any, anywhere near that position, but also you're not in any position to probably make a run in the playoffs. You kind of look and say, what is, what is going on? You know, what is the real ceiling for the team? Or should we be happy with what the ceiling for this team is? I right. mean, it appears that, like, because of how jumbled it is, that like making that top six doesn't sound crazy because there are really not too many teams playing very consistent basketball. So the Knicks are very much still in the mix in that regard right now. They're in the mix technically still be up there to four if they really could turn this around. But you just know at certain at a certain point, the, you know the haves and the have-nots are going to start to separate themselves. Usually, it happens a little earlier than than like what we a little earlier than what we're seeing today. But that'll probably happen around New Year's. We'll start to see these teams separate. And I would be very surprised if the Knicks are on that top end uh, of the top definitely five, because uh, I think the top four teams are all better than the Knicks for sure. And then you say, will Toronto and Philly figure themselves out at some point? You would think. Will Miami figure themselves out at some point? You would think. So that's like seven teams already. So now you're, you're fully stacked right into that play-in situation. And... Even if you lose the playing, your chances of getting into one of those top guys in the lottery is extremely low. So it's kind of a, a disheartening feeling because I think there was hope that this team could be a little more promising. I think there was hope that even if this season didn't turn out to be like the one they had in 2021, that they would play a brand of basketball that would be still like entertaining and like you could take pride in the team enough to where, OK, even if they are the 7th seed, you could take pride in the season that they had. Like, I, I can't take pride in what I've seen from them this year. Now, they, they won the last two games. The last two games, they played really well. But just overall, as a totality, say, oh, has this been a fun, plucky, competitive team that you can get behind even though you know they can't win a championship? No. <laughs> not at all. Uh, this team folds whenever there's uh, any kind of adversity. Anytime a team hits a couple of threes, they seem to kind of just let go of the rope. This has not a, been a fun team to root for. So when you look into like what this season potentially be, if they do get that playing spot, it just hasn't been that enjoyable of a watch it's been enjoyable to watch Jalen Brunts play point but outside of that i don't know really what i don't know really what you're rooting for with this team i know i know you're from to win as many games as you can but it just seems like a futile posit- proposition one given where the roster is and two where they are in terms of the belief in the coaching staff like i i just don't see tom Thibodeau turn this thing around like i'm surprised that we're recording this podcast and he's still the coach like last week, I would have I, – I said it when I left work. I was like, if he's still the coach tomorrow, I'm going to lose my mind. And somehow, it's <laughs> a week later, he's still the coach. So I, I think a coaching change could still happen at some point. So it, it doesn't necessarily inspire great belief, but you hope that maybe if RJ starts to pick it up, if, uh, if Brunson continues to play at a high level, maybe they get in one of those playing spots. That seems to be the ceiling for me. I think Grimes is the key. If they are going to exceed expectations
1: this season, um, I think Grimes emerging as the best two-way player on the team is what's going to do it. You know, he's going to average You know, and And I think...
0: Yeah. In many ways, last night was like the... Last night was like your like what the season could be. It was the blueprint for if things right. go
1: well, this, this is what it'll look like type of yeah. thing. Because because um, he has that kind of skill set. He has that upside. Um, I'm I'm a huge Grimes guy. Um, I think he's an insanely talented. Um, you know, it, it competes on both ends. You know, if you look at the, the 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 offensive focal points the Knicks have played the last few games since Grimes. You know, since Grimes has kind of shaken off the rust and 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 developed and established himself as a starter. Trey Young put the clamps on him last night, um, did yep. a great job and Drew Holiday recently. Um, you know, did a great job on Luka Doncic. even though you know Luka's gonna get his numbers. Um Grimes really made him work for his points. Uh, that's all you can ask for a superstar like that. Um so yeah, I, I think Grimes is kind of gonna be the key. Like if you're looking for reasons why the Knicks, you know, IQ's three pointer is gonna start to drop. That's that that that's not crazy. Um you know Obi's gonna, you know, he's his knees healthy they're going to find ways to incorporate him in the offense get him you know uh you know moving uh, grimes is also great off the ball they'll get easy baskets that way yeah. get easy baskets for obi off Ollie, off uh, um in transition you know he should be he shouldn't be you know uh toppins 57 percent of toppins field goal attempts this season have been three pointers that's a uh, that's the coaches should have the answer for that every day um but yes so there's reasons to believe that they can win games consistently but again this is coming off two, two straight wins when they've actually played defense. They need to play defense for more than two games in a row. Um, two good wins against the Hawks and the Mavs. Will they follow it up with a dud in Charlotte? That, you know, given away the season's gone, up and down, we probably would expect that. Let's see them string together some solid wins, um, beat the teams they're supposed to be, because they've done this season, um, and, then, and then we'll have, you know, they'll, they'll get the fans over to us so we'll, we'll see you know, how that happens.